0: you're listening to 17 karat k-pop for more about this show and my other show enthusiasts plus to get the latest interviews k-pop news album reviews and so much more subscribe to the show's free newsletter at 17 karatkpop.substack.com k enjoy the show hello everybody welcome back to 17 karat k-pop It's been way too long since the last Stray Kids dedicated episode of the show, and we have to talk about all things 5-star. With a review that writes itself with that title, it really is them, again, knocking it out of the park. I know I'm biased. I've actually been a fan since they were created, since day one, which I don't get to say about many groups ever. I'm usually pretty late to all of this, but Stray Kids I followed from the get-go. So I'm pretty biased and just proud to see this growth. But I like to think objectively, too, you can say this album is very impressive. It's really them just having the most fun, being as kooky and experimental as always. So let's talk all things 5-star. I love the way they describe their vibe as funnily annoying. Funnily annoying. Like humorous in a childish way, which I totally agree with. They said in a YouTube video talking about this album and just their journey, evolution to this point, They talked about how their early releases were releases focused a lot on the concept of being lost, the stray. And now they're focused on the kids part of Stray Kids, where they're having fun being lost. They worded it as still wandering, but an established wandering. So they didn't really find a roadmap, but they found joy in an endless journey that doesn't need a map. They got rid of not the uncertainty, but the need for certainty. So funnily annoying and an established wandering. Fun ways to describe anyone's life pretty much. And I loved that they said in the video they want to stay incomplete until the end. I thought that was a good way to put it. That you want to always be a work in progress. Always getting better. Always striving. Staying incomplete. Still more to strive for. And they really have just knocked it out of the park just stats wise. Seven songs on here debuted on the global Spotify chart. Just in the US, the album hit 90k pre-orders, and globally, Stray Kids have a record for highest number of K-pop album pre-orders in history. Stray Kids with 5 Star, truly one for the history books, with 4.93 million copies pre-ordered before June even started. They really have just been thriving not despite but because of i think the funnily annoying childish way to be they're just so unapologetically goofy and likable and their music is so one of a kind enough fangirling over them let's actually talk about the album they start the five-star comeback trailer introducing themselves like they did in the in life era where you get to see them each individually just show off their own personality and their own music video world character the evil character is obviously still hyunjin he's calling the shots he's the one to not trust Min continues to be the one most trustworthy i would say the nicest the most innocent After all, as the members start an explosion in the five-star video, he's just in his apartment, just at his desk, trying to work. He's not causing chaos. Chainman continues to be the one with something concerning in his hands. The free hug sign, but with an ominous lit room and sinister surroundings in the ordinary video. Now he's got a wooden baseball bat with nails in it, which he just uses to knock the heck out of a fire hydrant. They each respond to an odd statement they see in the world around them. I am ground. They're trying to figure out what that means as they define themselves. And I think it's kind of meant to be interpreted like a humbling thing. Like, back to Earth, don't be so high on your pedestal, you forget who you are, where you came from, go back to the basics, who are you really? All fame and fortune aside. Or it's just a goofy version of I am Groot. But they say I am ground in a very stray kid's way. Where they do get quite childish felix just trying to look daunting with a lollipop and trying to get a prize out of the gumball machine losing his mind while doing so ian has no patience for this art museum and just tips over stuff and scribbles on it with black marker hyunjin wants to rock a really weird animal print suit that the mannequins give a thumbs down literally then hyunjin starts painting over a fancy blazer so they really are acting like little kids Soon Min is riding in the forklift of a truck. They are just doing whatever they want. In the Ordinary short film, I noted previously in that episode of the show called Ordinary in the Evolution of Stray Kids that the members seem to just be happiest when in group shots. And when in solo shots, the bad stuff happened. The ominous stuff. Their inner villains come out when they're apart, not together. I would say that theory still holds up. They still have a lot of fun on their own, but I would say they feel the most confident and ready to take on a big challenge. They're the most focused and mature and positive in terms of capabilities when they team up at the end of the five-star video. I also noted previously that the toy train that appears in the X video from several eras ago just seems relevant to remember now, because now after Han pulls off a sheet on a billboard, underneath the white sheet is a painting of a train. Other noticeable details that connect to previous eras, I think, include the neon sign that said dreams come true to those who truly want them. Like, they've been manifesting, I think, ever since the whole side effects era and other eras that show they really entered their parallel world. They really have made the world their oyster and have made their dreams reality and their nightmares on accident. But anyway... Also notable that in the In Life era video, all the guards wore white outfits. Now the figures who surround them are in all black outfits, indicating they are maybe in the nightmare world or just some parallel realm compared to that era. Or that those guards just turned darker. I don't know. Also, in hindsight, we should not have been surprised the creepy sea monster is in the new video, because when describing the No Easy era, Felix said goblins were a main key word to remember. Like monsters, little creatures, and little strange creatures were a part of the Case 143 era too, but much cuter and less intimidating. But still, these magical goblin characters, good and bad, are lurking in this fantasy slash nightmare world. Previously, I told you to keep an eye on some key symbols throughout Stray Kids' videos, including the use of a car, which is relevant again here, as well as a flag with their logo, flames, and the color red, especially red flashing lights. And a lot of that does check out still. I also previously theorized their story is kind of a time loop of sorts. So they're kind of mirroring their journey. So time goes on, they get older, but they also act younger. And I think that continues to unfold here. They're kind of in a parallel world, recreating their childhoods in a way where they are the ones more in control. So they're trying to create a world that's ideal, which would be adult-level autonomy with childlike antics and accountability. Most notable slash eye-catching details in the S-Class video, the fact they dance on the Han River, super cool. The fact that they really keep the experience as engaging as it gets, love that. They really just make you stop and think, wait, is something wrong with my screen? Like when the timing, the camera movement slows down, gets like cut in half, like half the speed, or the scene where it's totally sideways, This is like an awkward silence, the camera is like knocked over, and they have to readjust it. Or when they scratch freeze-framed the scene in Case 143, they really make their video so uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall-esque, and it's very fun. There are some subtle nods to a different world, very close to this one, like the black hole with more in it the deeper you look below Hyunjin's feet. Hyunjin, by the way, does certainly stay the villain. When the ultimate chaos is reached, he just sits back literally to watch the show. We also see everything is not what it seems, because when they seem to teleport to a bright, colorful space out of a dark one, the camera zooms out and it turns out that colorful thing was just a diorama. A little tiny setup within the bigger setup. Soon Moon gets to be the epitome of ignorance is bliss, with his headphones on, dancing amid the chaos until he looks up and sees the sea monster. There's a flying car that Hyunjin can just magically push away from them. So Hyunjin's not all bad, but I wouldn't trust his character yet either. There's also a blinking you'll miss it moment where all of a sudden the surroundings are just a bright mundane image of a pool, like a public pool. So we go from seeing a giant sea monster taking over a chaotic city at night to a bright sunny day where kids are just playing in a pool with inflatable monsters maybe. It's very blinking you'll miss it though, but it's a reminder they're kind of, they've zapped into a different dimension and they're very close to zapping back into the real world. This happens when Felix takes off these glasses. So I think those are like his VR glasses. And this whole thing was part of his virtual reality. To go with that theory, think about the ordinary trailer when Felix was the main questioning everything character. He was getting introduced to the characters from this other world. He was the main curious first-person narrator, basically, and now he's back in that questioning his new surroundings main character role with the glasses and the realization for a split second this is not what it appears to be. As for the song itself, S-Class refers to usually just special class, but other terms for it too. Lots of slang applications mostly refers to just special class and a type of luxury car. They're in a class all their own. They keep that no one's at our level energy throughout. They actually estimate about eight different contenders were up there for the title track. Like this was a last minute relatively decision for this album to go with S-Class for a title track. Hall of Fame, they describe as the follow-up to Victory Song. They really are the opposite of Humble, comparing themselves to Einstein, Galileo, Shakespeare, Stephen Hawking. I love the My Pace reference. The interlude, with the one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, Neil Armstrong quote, brought to mind the astronaut era. They really talk about literally just shaking the world and remaking it in their image, being icons and proud of it. That energy's back on item, which they say is the sequel song to Domino. Their use of item is referring to how people describe their in-video game additions. Like you collect items or you buy them for your character, and they say they have all the items and this always-charged device, basically. Fully-charged bag is how they put it. They're ready for combat, ready for any mission. My favorite lyric is, Instead of cash, I have the trinity of truth, sincerity, and humility. I'm going to try that next time someone wants money from me. Look, instead of cash, I have the trinity of truth, sincerity, and humility. That should go over well. They also say, wherever I go, color fest. I love that. They're just really shining and showing their true self to the world unapologetically. Started from the bottom, I made it mine. Saw the light, I felt divine. All the stars in my eyes make my galaxy. I love not just that they went back to their now common theme of a galaxy solar system metaphor, but it's a great lyric to epitomize the way they have messages that are about finding success and joy from within. Not external people, not oh my gosh, thank you for making me feel like I have the galaxy in me. I'm that bright and special. No, they sing like I realized I already had that. They didn't need to pull it out of me. The stars in my eyes proved it. They certainly know their worth again on the song Super Bowl, which was made over two years ago. It was actually supposed to be called God's Menu, and the song we know as God's Menu was going to be called God's Menu 2. And that makes sense because they definitely have some very familiar lyrics. We don't play by the rules, cooking up a storm, in the kitchen Michelin. I love the lyric, if there's a drought, never doubt. The crowds are like clouds behind us. We bring the rain. Just the most poetic way to describe, we're making bank with all these customers. They are the clouds that stay behind us to avoid a drought, and they make it rain. That's quite a poetic way to put it. They asked if Tiger JK, who they really fanboyed over, super sweet, if he would feature on Topline, the song Top Line. after they teamed up for that mama stage. After that collaboration, they reached out and he contributed his own ideas. I have so many lyrics I love from this song, so I'm just going to read some. I'm backed by my actions and karma, two birds with one stone. You don't have to take care of a lot, take care of yourself. The twisted Mobius strip, the beat time travels. Your neck must hurt from only looking up. DLC, Dance Like Crazy, they filmed a video for while in Paris. They added a subtle homage to Dream High. And they sang about just kind of letting your troubles go, ignoring them for now, and just sort of making a good memory, step in to dance and feel good, let loose. I love the visual they paint. I make big gestures so no one can stop me. Bird flying over the sea, snatch me up. The world that only looked big looks small. Then they say, trapped inside the narrowed ideals, I better run, my worries swallow me up more and more. They just got to get away from it all and get a new perspective. So, bird, come pick him up and take him away to see the world from a new point of view that feels more exciting. I also love the astronaut callback—the three, two, one. It's also an interesting song because it's kind of sad, and it's a happy beat though, a happy feel, a la 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 chorus, but the la la la, I don't mind, life is great, whatever, I'm thriving. That energy in the chorus, not consistent in the rest of the song, because they sing repeatedly without anyone knowing, without anyone's awareness we are going to feel free to release all our inhibitions and Dance Like Crazy when no one knows, when no one's watching. It's an interesting admission of some insecurities, like all the bravado of the songs in the album so far might have been a bit of an act. They do have some lingering self-consciousness. But again, they try to just ignore those feelings and have a fun night out with Get Lit. My favorite lyric is, we're going to pour it up with sparkling water. They also call themselves immature multiple times, gotta love a stray kid-style party. Then they get dramatic, romantic, and sad in Collision, where they compare people's feelings colliding when they fall in love to, like, whole galaxies colliding. There's that galaxy analogy again. They call it one of Han's classic petty love songs. When Han works on a love song, it tends to have that end-of-the-world, woe-is-me mix of messages. That's how it feels sometimes, though. After a breakup, it does feel like it's the end of the world. It doesn't even feel like an exaggeration, how much people feel desperate to go back to the honeymoon phase. I love the lyric, As time passed, we met and broke. The traces remain throughout the universe tonight. It's also another interesting way they still sing about confidence, but also the underlying current of nerves, vulnerabilities, because they sing about being in a hurry, so they're far away. So yeah, they keep singing in other songs about zooming straight ahead. No one can beat them in the race. They're going their own pace, which turns out to be a superior one. They are just go, 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 because they can handle it. They are super. But in this song, they say going so fast, rushing, means we're already far away from our past, which means the good stuff too. We're already way far from getting to revisit that so that's a pitfall. They further show off a more reflective nature in FNF, which stands for flora and fauna. Banshain and Felix worked on this one. An ode to their native Australia, mourning the historic wildfires, FNF has a cool meaning to it because it's a double meaning. If you just read the lyrics and did not know this was their homage to their hometown and their grief over the fires, you would think it is just a typical ode to loss, something you lost that you still love. With lyrics like, I chase after you again, I really want you back, I can feel the rage burning up, I fell apart, they tell me to keep moving on, I'll never be the same, I'll carry all the pain. It could be very applicable to anyone's situation, in a romantic relationship especially, but then it has that other meaning of grieving our environment that's getting destroyed. I mean, Earth is not doing well right now, and they take time to mourn that in a way that's not preachy and corny, but very genuine. That's so resonant. Feel the rage burning, living in fear, lyrics. Like, things will never be the same. Again, lots of ways to read into a statement like, this will never be the same, but extreme weather, you can use the same words when talking about the earth as you would another person. Then, beautiful. A classic Stray Kids moment, like with ordinary, celebrating the odd that is actually ordinary. Now they celebrate what's special about everybody by combining you and beautiful. Beautiful with a sweet animated video to go with it. They changed all the lyrics to English after at first writing it in Korean. It's interesting how they pick apart the way they chose based on pronunciation, syllable count, etc. What would sound best, how they changed things they dive into in a YouTube video they recently posted. Just a great-you're-perfect-as-you-are message. Then comes the sound, the Korean version. The OG version actually was made over four years ago. And they added another older track to this release, Mixtape Time Out. So overall, the album goes from 11 out of 10 confidence to 9 out of 10, and then back up. It follows a story that's just very bold and confident and unapologetic and bizarre. Sonically, it is full of weird sound effects and fun ad libs and raps. So many layers, so many details. They are just so fun and unique. But then they get into the more introspective stuff and the more here's who I am when I'm not hyping up myself. On my more insecure days, my more contemplative serious times, my more just humbled days, those are still there too. Then at the end, they turn it back around and they say, You know what? Enough about me. How about you? Let's not just hype ourselves up and reflect on that hype we gave ourselves, but now redirect it to you and remind you everything we were doing to hype ourselves up, the advice we were giving to each other, the consolation. That all goes to you now. And you're beautiful the way you are too. Now it's your reminder. And now they just want to reflect on this whole journey. Mixtape timeout is a great send off for that after they go back on the sound, to singing about shaking up the world once again. So back in confidence mode, after a moment to recharge and hype themselves back up. So it's very genuine, it's packed with emotion, fun, but also some deeper topics, in very interesting dual-meaning type ways. Just as you can check out the video and the teaser for this era and get to very different interpretations, like my way of talking about Hyunjin is the main villain character, Soon-min is the most innocent. Maybe you disagree, or maybe certain symbolic aspects of the video you point out that I didn't or vice versa. That's what's wonderful about their work, and I think the album has the same appeal. I'm honestly not surprised they broke a pre-order record. People are waking up to the fact Stray Kids are doing it differently. Not boxed in by any type of genre or message or mood or character trait. They just stay full and boisterous and, like they say, letting their color show. They're very colorful everyone can listen to their stuff and watch their stuff and walk away with a different feeling a different interpretation a different application of what they're saying to your own life they really just connect with people in a way that's what music and art are all about And I hope people also think about Stray Kids popularity as a great reminder that we should embody the kind of things they are championing in their music. Not just, you know, being there for yourself, but creating a better world, one that feels more ideal for you, feeling like you are powerful enough to change your world, a daring, adventurous spirit, and just getting back in touch with that inner child who is not afraid to be yourself fully in this world. Continue to do what they said in the video about this album. Stay wandering forever. Stay imperfect forever. Stay incomplete forever. And be funnily annoying and have an established sense of wandering. In conclusion, Stray Kids forever. I love that they still have the motto, You make Stray Kids stay, too. We do. We make each other stay in this world. We help each other through it, and they're a great messenger for that. Great job again, Stray Kids. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on the new release and go check it out yourself thank you all for tuning in today and i will talk to you all again very soon bye everybody and don't forget you can check out past stray kids dedicated episodes and writing i've done if you go to the artist guide sort by artist guide in the drop down menu at 17 karat also i'll try to link to past stray kids stuff in the episode description but if it doesn't work you can find it on my site bye everybody